Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start, Start saving, saving today. today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. I'm calling you from the Bahamas. I'm saving you some coconuts. Oh, thank you so much. Bring home some coconut juice for me. And Mm. Fernando is here. Hey. What's up, Fernando? How you doing, buddy? I'm feeling good. I'm not feeling Bahamas good, but I'm feeling good. Awesome, buddy. Well, you look Bahamas good. Thank you. Uh, later on in this week, our second episode of this week, we have an interview with Ken Burns, the fantastic documentarian. Uh, that'll be out on Friday of this week. What a dream come true it was to interview him. So make sure that you listen to that episode. Today, we have so much stuff to get to. Oh, my God. It's a rough day to be a Cuomo-sexual. <laughs> I just, I loved him so much. Andrew Cuomo, wow, the rise and fall happened fast. The rise, a slow rise, of course, being the son of a legacy, Mario Cuomo being his father, a former governor of New York City. Of course, his brother, Chris Cuomo, uh, helping Andrew Cuomo navigate the muddy waters of political life as he hosts his CNN show. And now Andrew Cuomo, finally, the chickens have come home to roost Mm. and Andrew Cuomo is resigning as governor of New York State. We're going to talk about that in depth. We're also going to talk about the infrastructure bill. Uh, So there's a lot to get to when it comes to that. Where is all the money going to go? We got to audit the Pentagon. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Where is all the money going? But there are some good things in this bill. It's definitely a big political win for Joe Biden. And I want to talk about some of the positives because, of course, we hear so many of the negatives as people talk about uh, where is my money going? And rightfully so, because Uh, We need these funds to be going to things that matter, like building bridges, roads, schools, education, all of these things that matter to all of us, because uh, we are trying not to die in a bridge collapse. (laughs) But before we get to that, let's talk about the continuation and expansion of the surveillance state. The NSA has just recently awarded a secret $10 billion contract to Amazon in order for them to navigate and figure out what's going on when it comes to secret cloud computing. The contract is already being challenged. Tech giant Microsoft filed a bid to protest it with the Government Accountability Act just two weeks after being notified by the NSA that it had selected Amazon for the contract. When we come to the idea of government and corporations intermingling. 
These things can be extremely dangerous because what the hell are we voting for? Does our vote even matter if Jeff Bezos and his cronies at Amazon get 10 billion bucks because they have a technology that would better surveil the citizens of this fine country. So I want to talk to you about this, Travis, because, and of course you, Fernando, as well. But Travis, I know you've been focusing a lot. Your entire life has been about their surveillance state, or you've talked about the surveillance state quite often. The idea that the government this is number one. A lot of you know Republicans, when it comes to something like um, like the solar panel company that Obama funded, that ended up you know going on Solyndra, right? The Republicans would always say government shouldn't be picking winners and losers. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could see a better example of the government <laughs> picking a winner. Uh, in this case, the American people are the loser. The winner is Amazon. What do you make of the NSA that was created after 9/11 in order to stop terrorist attacks? What do you make of the NSA giving them 10 billion bucks uh, to steal or to uh, advance their surveillance systems? Sure. Well, to be fair, the NSA has been around since 1948. That was part of the, okay. the national security stuff that they created. But you're absolutely right. They expanded and continued their surveillance state after 9-11 with the domestic spying program. And that, of course, is what Edward Snowden had exposed. But, um, you know, it, it does remind me of a quote, Ben. It reminds me of a quote by uh, Benito Mussolini. Oh, um, And wow. he once said that fascism should be called corporatism because it is is a merger of corporate and government power. And it's a combination of those things. And he would know because he was a fascist. So that is absolutely what this reminds me of, you know, similar to everything that, you know, you were talking before, when are we going to start auditing the Pentagon and know how they're spending these funds? And this is a shining example. I mean, it's $10 billion to a corporation to do God knows what, when it comes to surveying people. Uh, and continuing that surveillance. And this isn't the first Amazon contract. As a matter of fact, they had in 2013, they had a $600 million cloud contract with the CIA called C2S. uh, And through that, uh, it provided cloud services to the CIA and sister agencies, including the NSA. So from 600 million to 10 billion, Amazon has certainly uh, gone up in the eyes of the surveillance state. I am ve- vehemently, vehemently, I can't even- Vehemently, ve- vehemently, vehemently. <laughs> against this because of exactly what Travis says. This is true corporatism. This is true that Amazon is a private organization. They should not have complete control of the data yep. that the NSA has on all mm. US citizens and US residents and everyone that they spy on, basically. And uh, we're giving way too much power to a single corporation, yep. which is actually what Microsoft sees. You know, Well, of course, Microsoft, Obviously. they're just upset they didn't get it <laughs> because there were five companies competing for $10 billion as if it's the world's most boring reality show, but yet one of the most significant realities that all of us are living in. The five companies were Microsoft, Oracle, IBM, Google, and of course, Amazon. So Microsoft filing suit, being like, I don't know if that's right. They're just upset because they didn't get the 10 billion bucks. And it is extremely obvious. Uh, The NSA has actually talked about uh, what they have done, what they gave to Amazon. This is what an NSA spokesperson uh, said. They say NSA recently awarded awarded Mm -hmm. a contract for cloud computing services to support the agency. The unsuccessful offerer has filed a (laughs) protest with the Government Accountability Office. The agency will respond to the protest in accordance with appropriate 
federal regulations again. I said, it's not going to be an exciting reality show, but this <laughs> is worth a lot of money and it's extremely important. Another reason why uh, specifically on television, corporate media, they don't cover any of this stuff and they really should because Amazon just got more powerful than it already was. And one could argue it's too powerful now. This is toxic to not only, you know, the, our government, this is literally toxic to the internet. This is not decentralization. This is yep. centralizing the internet. This is centralizing how the government stores its data, leaving it to one company. I mean, Amazon is not foolproof. Just because Amazon Absolutely is no, just because Amazon is a titan doesn't mean it cannot fall. And so this, I don't know, this is dangerous to me. Microsoft previously have, have won Pentagon's multi-billion dollar joint enterprise defense infrastructure contract. Just take listen to that again. Microsoft twice won the Pentagon's multi-billion dollar, quote, joint enterprise defense infrastructure contract over Amazon. Now, of course, Microsoft is upset because their bride went to go have sex with another small dick billionaire. <laughs> But isn't that something when we talk about the joining of government and uh, the corporatization of, uh, of American, the American political system, the late stage crony capitalism that we're in, the corrupt capitalist state that we're currently in that's doing away with competition as opposed to adding more competition. Sometimes you need rules in place to ensure that competition uh, thrives and right. exists. And of course, now it's just a series of monopolies. And I don't fully understand how they haven't been uh, called under the series of monopolies laws that we have in this country, evidently those mean absolutely nothing. But it is fascinating when you think about these huge corporations, these tech giants, Fernando hit the optimal word, which is data. They have our lives in a nutshell, in an AI computing system. We see the rise of AI now. As a matter of fact, the military is using AI to uh, discern what they believe enemies will do within mm -hmm. three days time. So they believe they can basically, for all intents and purposes, predict the future. Hopefully we don't make policy decisions based upon that because we next do. thing you know, we're bombing a bunch of people and they were just sitting at home having some eggs. We actually do. Uh, currently, the government uses at the borders. They use an AI technology mm. to try to predict when people will cross the border. And uh, but what basically happens is people end up getting arrested because they, you know, the AI is saying, oh, these are going to be border crossers or these are coyotes, right. you know. But what about Travis? What about the men? Once we know this, right, the enemy is going to know that they have all of these algorithms and exactly. all of that. Exactly. Can't you manipulate all of this stuff from within? Can't Amazon now that they have this $10 billion, massive, massive contract gift given to them by the NSA, financed by us, going through the Pentagon, what stops them from just creating political enemies, getting dirt on people. I mean, this makes Watergate look like it was just one of the cutest little things of all time, <laughs> like an actual gate mm -hmm. made of water that you walk through like a shower. Well, that's a very good point, Ben, because remember the newspaper that broke the Watergate story was the Washington Post, which is also now owned by Amazon and Jeff Bezos. Wow. So it's all over. It's it's the fact, and you nailed it on the head, uh, both of you there, the, the fact that Amazon has emerged so well out of the, the global pandemic because right. everyone was ordering everything and they're richer than ever before. And Jeff Bezos is richer than ever before. And now you're taking that. Everyone's already using your private corporation services. And now you're giving them access to everyone's data through a government ordained contract. It's frightening times. And I guarantee you, it probably won't be 
covered that much in the Washington Post. Absolutely, it will not be. And I want to talk as well. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Apple. Right. And I know, Fernando, you want to talk about this, and I want to talk about this, and Travis wants to talk about it, and everyone wants to hear about it, and we can talk about it together when I see you on the road. Apple, under the guise of protecting children, uh, under the guise of busting uh, mm -hmm. child porn, which, of course, we all... You know what? Brave stance here on Able Against Top Hat. We're against it. Yeah, it's bad. It's, it's it bad. is horrible. <laughs> it's bad. And, of course, any uh, child sexual abuse is awful. That being said, the Apple plan is quite interesting mm -hmm. when it comes to their now ability to scan our phones and uh, to glean whatever information... Uh, they can potentially glean. And of course, at some point, I would argue that they could probably plant some information in our phones as well, correct? Right. So the idea is that basically, uh, you know, there's a national database. Every time they bust a pedophile, right. they get all their data. They get all the pictures that the pedophile has and they're able to collect. Yeah, the senators them. just go to the next senator's door. <laughs> well, they collect all the <laughs> metadata. Every picture, any, any digital file, any digital image has metadata and they are able to collect that metadata. So now Apple is saying that we're going to scan your phone for pictures with that matching metadata or videos okay. with that matching metadata. And if it matches, then we know that technically you have something illicit, which would be, you know, child porn on your phone. And this refers to or what uh, Fernando is referring to is a thing called neural, neural match, neural match. Yes. Which I don't know. Maybe I've seen too many sci-fi films. It just sounds like it has potential to be extremely dangerous. Obviously, we want anyone who is soliciting child porn, looking at child porn, that needs to be done away with. I understand that. Jared Fogel's in prison for a reason. But the question is, is Apple using this as a way in, much like as Travis had said after 9-11, the NSA was, they used that opportunity to expand is Apple going to use this as sort of a 9-11 reason? Be like, hey, we have something horrible happening here. And then from there, where does it go? And I think that's the scariest part for me, because initially, of course, fuck all these people looking at child porn. I'll, I'll kill you myself. I don't give a shit. But where does it go? And do we trust Apple? Didn't Bill Gates just, uh, didn't we just find out he was traveling with Epstein? I mean, don't, who are, are we supposed to trust this corporation to do what's right? Right. By I mean, the American people? It, it starts with child porn, but it, then it leads to, you know, say you're in a country that doesn't allow protests or say well, you're in absolutely. a country that doesn't allow certain kinds of drugs. They're right. going to be looking through your phone. Do you have cocaine? You know, pictures of cocaine. Do you have people partying? Do you have naked women? Do you have yourself protesting videos of protests? Absolutely. In the U.S., where whatever happened to Hong Kong, right? Mm. When the U.S. as soon as the U.S. realized that their bread is buttered in China, they said, "Ah, Hong Kong, good luck." People are being arrested in droves right now. They're being killed. Mm -hmm. It's horrible what's happened. John Cena had to apologize for acknowledging the truth that Taiwan is the country and deserves to have uh, autonomy. It's insane to see this technology, and. You can see where it could go. This technology is just a tool, right? Right. And so this tool can be used for anything. So now you're saying child porn. Again, wonderful. We want to get rid of that. But with a neural match technology, I mean, it just seems so unbelievably ripe for political corruption and corporate corruption. I, I just I, I just feel like this deserves a little bit more breath and a little bit more airtime. 
Absolutely. No, this this is an, yet another step in the wrong direction. We've been covering these types of stories for months. I mean, the emergence of AI, like Fernando referenced, uh, controlling the border. Remember, we also had uh, all the drones, right? The drones over Baltimore, the drones over Palestine. And now they're going to be in your phones. So from drones to phones, they've got us on lockdown yeah. wherever we seem to go, even if we're in the privacy of our own homes. This is according to John Clark, the president and CEO of the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Uh, and again, they're happy about this. And I, and I understand we want missing children found and we want exploited children uh, to get justice. This is what he had to say, however, regarding uh, the Apple uh, program. He says Apple's expanded protection for children is a game changer. With so many people using Apple products, these new safety measures have life-saving potential for children who are being enticed online and whose horrific images are being circulated in child sex abuse uh, material. Uh, according to Julia Cordrew, the CEO of Thorn, they said that Apple's technology balances, quote, the need for privacy with digital safety for children. Thorn is a nonprofit founded by Demi Moore and Ashton Kutcher, interestingly enough. The problem is, again, it all sounds great until it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And I know that we don't, we're not hyperbolic on this show. Definitely not. But my only concern is, and I think this is a concern uh, across the board for all Americans and people across the globe, is when does reality shift? And when did uh, something that I am now doing become illegal? Do they retroactively do something? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, you mentioned a great point when it comes to drugs. I watch Lock Up Abroad. And in other countries, the drug war is still raging. It's extreme. And you get freaking straight up killed, dude. They just murder you if they find a bunch of weed or coke on you. Yeah, what's to stop these different municipalities, these different governments from just buying this tool that Apple has created. And, you know, it's like a light, you know, just shining it. You can shine it on anything. What's to stop Amazon from, you know, literally outside of a bottom line, what's to stop Amazon's NSA project and iCloud's phone, you know, iCloud's basically computer monitoring project because iCloud exists on your phone. It exists right. on your computer. It's going to exist in your car with the new Apple vehicles are going to come out. Sure. It monitors your credit because of the Apple credit card. Isn't this the social credit system that we've always, I mean, obviously we have a credit score. We already have a social credit system in this country to some degree, but the difference in ours is it's based solely on economics, right? For now. For now, exactly. Because in China, right. their social credit system is like, this is their party that they like. This is what they said last week. Uh, this yeah. is when they, you know, <laughs> accidentally said something horrible about the dear leader there in North Korea, whatever it might be. Uh, the Chinese government has a full breakdown of your entire personality and your entire life. And because of that, they can control and uh, understand what your actions are going to be so they can control them. So I just wonder now, what does this lead to and what kind of what kind of society we have as uh, as these tech giants have now been given license by the NSA, by the CIA to spy on civilians? To me, we're being spoon fed that society. You know, we're slowly we're, we're saying Amazon's going to have any for everything from the NSA. Apple's going to watch everything on your phone. So just be careful. And then slowly it becomes that that you know, be nice to your neighbor because your iPhone will know if you're not nice to your neighbor or right. make sure you vote for the people we want you to vote for or your iPhone will know. It reminds me of what they used to do with public voting. Remember that, of course, uh, one of Travis and I's favorite elections, uh, Bryant versus uh, McKinley. Oh, yes. In the early 1900s, maybe it's 1888, something like that. But McKinley won because they did public voting and everyone who was a boss 
of whatever <laughs> construction site was like, yeah, you better go vote for McKinley and they're watching you. And mm. that's a great point. All of a sudden they're watching you. They know what you're voting like. They know you're voting uh, positions. Hey, maybe people find out that you don't back the blue. Maybe someone says, oh my God, they want to defund the police. Next thing you know, you got a burglary and the cops don't come to your house because they say, fuck you. Right. I think it's a good time for everyone to revisit George Orwell's 1984, but also Aldous Huxley's Brave New World. It seems like we're Ooh. almost in a merger of those two books. And, uh, you know, those men had insights into how governments were starting to prepare their their spy mm. programs on their own people as well as foreign uh, enemies, quote unquote. So uh, we're going down an interesting slope. And I, I love what you said, Travis, from drones to phones. My God, the monitoring continues. Uh, you also mentioned another great point, Travis, when it comes to people or entities that have made money because of COVID, Amazon's doing great. Apple couldn't be better. Mm-hmm. Pharmaceutical companies have also made billions and billions of dollars. A pharmaceutical company in Germany, it's called BioNTech. They partnered with Pfizer. Over this past pandemic, Pfizer has made $10.8 billion. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> BioNTech has made $7.3 billion. The U.S. company has raised its outlook for 2021. Uh, this is Pfizer expecting to make $33.5 billion in sales this year. So, qui bono? Look who benefits. And God knows they have done a hell of a job when it comes to making money. My God, when it looks like you're suffering the most, there's something wrong when people are suffering and dying uh, out of work just devastated and people entities corporations are making billions and billions of dollars off of the back of human suffering there's something very wrong about that and uh, i don't i just don't see us going in any we're not taking any steps uh, to avoid this outcome in the future as well uh, moderna they made 5.9 billion it's expected to make 20 billion in revenues thanks to the vaccines uh, this year. So, Travis, what do you think about the concept of corporations making money off of human suffering? One of the arguments that a lot of people will make when it comes to the government is the government, at the very least, you have to vote for a politician, right? So theoretically, if they fuck up too bad, you can vote them out. What, what do we, how do we vote? How do we vote? How do we vote for Amazon's board? How do we, I mean, obviously you can buy their products or you can't buy their products, but let's be honest, they got rid of all competition. It's extremely difficult now uh, to avoid these entities. Mm -hmm. I do my best, but literally it's hard to avoid them Mm -hmm. because they destroyed everyone. Other than not buying something from Amazon, which is a drop in the bucket for freaking them anyway, what repercussions can we as a people give to these massive brands that have just made billions and billions of dollars and haven't paid a goddamn tax on it either. That's a great point. I mean, uh, for starters, starting to elect leaders who actually start to crack down on these corporations mm-hmm. or maybe don't give them the you know, uh, contracts. We talked last week uh, on our episode about how to run for office. Yes, it will have to start small at the local level. Yes. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, the jokers in Washington, Ben, believe it or not, those are the folks that are, are – 
basically pulling the strings when it comes to combining that government power. Again, like we talked about earlier, that corporate power with the government power. Because you're you're right, people can boycott. We can, you know, Fernando always says sure. on the show, we vote with our dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, you know, if there was millions and millions of people, you know, today, maybe a boycott Amazon, something like but that. What would the boycott even do when they got a $10 billion contract? And again, From you know me, I'm, I hate taxes, but I do believe that corporations need to pay them. Right. Because right. that is theoretically how we're going to get the trickle down money that was promised to us. Right. You know, you listen to some billionaires like Warren Buffett. And he'll straight up be like, I want to give you money and I can't. The the laws are set up to protect the wealthy's cash so much. It ties a little bit into the infrastructure bill, which we can talk about here after we talk about Cuomo. But there is who cares if you don't buy socks on Amazon? Amazon doesn't <laughs> right. care because they just got 10 billion bucks to spy right. on you. Yeah, and then that's kind of the weird thing. You're talking about uh, corporations making money on human suffering. Of all the spying that's being done, I only feel like what these corporations are going to learn is that everyone is suffering right yeah. now. <laughs> you know, and everyone is, they're just going to be monitoring people bitching about how much they just had to drop on an Amazon, well, shoes and socks. Let's you know, and it. then, and you know, it was funny. We did a meet and greet. Uh, Henry Zabrowski and I, we had our little weed line. Mm-hmm. We did a meet and greet in Whedon. Santa Ana, California, at a place called Whedon. It was really cool. There was a woman who came up to us, and she had these really cool Jeff Bezos earrings of him being beheaded. You know, <laughs> but what's to stop? What's to stop me from saying "fuck Jeff Bezos"? I wish that bastard would be dead. I'm allowed to say that. I don't say I'm going to kill him. I just right. wish him dead. Whatever. I don't even think that's true. I don't wish anyone dead. But I, let's say I text that to you. Red flags go up everywhere. Next thing you know, you have the Apple technology that was used for good, and now all of a sudden it'll be used for bad. Um, just like any other tool, a hammer can be used to kill or build a house. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So now we have Jeff Bezos and Amazon being upset. And then they say, Ben Kissel, he made a threat because he accurately texted his friend Travis Irvine and Fernando that he thought Jeff Bezos didn't deserve to live because he's a schmuck. Yes, and then Travis texted Ben back. And next time, I hope he he goes to space. It's Challenger Two, Electric Whoa! Boogaloo. Here we go. <laughs> oh, oh, no. red exactly. Flag, red flag. Next thing you know, we're uh, we're verbally assaulting a global economic leader in Jeff Bezos. It's just it's scary stuff. The only thing stopping it is basically who we elect at this point, right? Because I the guess. Technology- well, which one has changed it? I mean, what what person isn't bought and sold by these folks? Uh, well, the, the progressives on the Democrat side, and I would argue the, I don't know, last remaining libertarian vestiges on the Republican side, but I don't even know how many of those are left anymore. Yeah, I mean, like a those Lee are the folks something. who, yeah, traditionally for the last 20 years, you know, um, since 9-11, that's who has always fought. You know, we talk about it uh, on the show quite a bit. Your old Senator Russ Feingold is the only uh, senator him. to vote against the Patriot Act. But in, in Congress, you know, it was progressives like Bernie Sanders and Dennis Kucinich and libertarians like Ron Paul. That alliance that we talked about again, I think last week as well with Ken Bone a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. that's kind of the only folks who are still standing up for it. Ron Wyden and Rand Paul work together a lot on these types of um, on unconstitutional Spine, the Fourth Amendment, basically. The Fourth Amendment, absolutely. And I think if you took a poll of the American people, the vast majority would uh, mm-hmm. not want to be spied on right. and not want Amazon <laughs> to have a $10 billion contract with the uh, NSA. But I'm not doing anything wrong, Ben. I'm not doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard that argument before. <laughs> and then you stormed the Capitol. <laughs> 
Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. All right, everyone. Well, speaking of capitals, Andrew Cuomo will no longer be living in the capital of New York State, Albany. Andrew Cuomo. (laughs) Eleven women uh, have accused him of sexual harassment and more are coming out. Of course, this is just one of the many scandals uh, involving Andrew Cuomo. Another massive scandal, of course, being the nursing home scandal, which I think he handled horribly. Uh, His response, victim shamed, basically. Uh, All of the people, the 16,000 and and more deaths that were caused because Andrew Cuomo refused to accept any assistance from the federal government for political reasons because at the time, Dumpy Dumbfuck was president. And Cuomo said, I don't want any of that. Sent uh, around 16,000 people, elderly folks with COVID, back to a facility filled with elderly folks so they could all get COVID and all die alone. And that's what's so sad. They couldn't be visited by family members. No one was by their bedside. The nurses are stressed as hell. So maybe you get a handshake at the end of it. You've been like, good life. Thanks for coming in. I mean, the scandal is just so disgusting. And I think to me, that scandal is just as powerful as the sexual harassment scandal. But of course, now the sexual harassment scandal is what's going to be taking him down. It is what took him down a toxic workplace, the stories that you hear in his defense, uh, holy hell. So the stories you hear, are he's alone in the governor's mansion, the second floor, he's putting his hand in people's blouses, touching people's breasts, creating an environment that is completely unethical. And of course, it's ironic because, uh, you know, all these freaking so-called feminist males. Cuomo, of course, was on the front lines mm-hmm. of passing bills that would make Workplace discrimination against women, put that on the forefront, obviously being anti-workplace discrimination Mm -hmm. against women. It's very ironic that this ended up being his downfall as Tish James, of course, out there, the AG in New York. The whole probe was set up by Cuomo and Tish James came out and holy hell, did she throw the book at him? Yes. I mean, you and I were watching that coverage next week. I'm I guess I'm not surprised it took him a week to resign because he's he's Cuomo and he's just very entitled and he's very arrogant. And don't forget, guys, he has a massive apparatus around him as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, even like Chuck Todd, the man who looks like he sat on horrible pubic hair and it stuck to his face. (laughs) Even he like before right before Cuomo resigned was like you never know he could get back he could Uh survive and then cuomo said he resigned and then chuck todd again looked like he had a bunch of egg on his face (laughs) um probably from lunch or something like that so letitia james when she went out and made the report public i gotta say first of all politics are disgusting she has political motivations she wants to be the next governor she wants to be a governor perhaps she's very politically motivated but hey who isn't i don't think that discredits the investigation just throwing that out there because cuomosexuals 
they're defending him. Some are defending him like Alec Baldwin, and they're just saying this is cancel culture. This whole thing is for political. I, I don't I don't believe that. I believe this report because it seems as if uh, reading it, this was very extensive. Very uh, much thorough. like the movie Spaceballs, very thorough, much like the movie Spaceballs, they took a comb. They combed it. <laughs> they took a comb to the desert, and they picked up all of the disgusting grains of abuse uh, that Cuomo left behind. I was surprised, however, how freaking stern Tish was, Letitia James, when it came to just straight up being like, and he may have committed felonies and misdemeanors, both on a federal and state level. Were you surprised by that, Travis, that they straight up were like, oh, by the way, it's not just politically bad. It's illegal. Right. No. And and you did mention absolutely that uh, every we know we've had a taste, Ben, of New York politics when we did your run for Brooklyn Borough President in New York City and state politics, Albany. My God, uh, the the people want to move and shake and move on up there is astounding. But um, Letitia James, I mean, she's the one, keep in mind, she took the job of another guy who got in trouble for the same thing. Schneiderman. Schneiderman. She replaced him. And now, absolutely. You know, in her defense, she's just doing her job and she's doing a hell of a job. And I, I, you know, accolades to her. Sure. At some point, if I'm her, I'd be like, can you dudes please just stop doing this shit? I'd like to investigate, you know, mob crimes or something like that. Right. I mean, it is ironic. Yeah, she she got into that position because Eric Schneiderman was a complete and utter schmuck. And another one of those guys who pretended to be a champion for women's rights and turned around and uh, did the exact opposite. And the hypocrisy is what's so disgusting. Another layer to this story as we rightfully criticize Sean Hannity for being the mouthpiece to Donald Trump and basically giving him his entire agenda. Then we got now on the flip side, we got Chris Cuomo literally dictating to Andrew Cuomo, his defense of the charges, Mm -hmm. trying to cover it up on national television. CNN is complicit. It's just so disgusting to see the media, as we talked about the NSA and corporations getting, the Pentagon and corporations getting together, the media and politicians getting together as well. When you see it so blatantly, it's like, oh, no kidding, that's a surprise. But much as we've learned with civil rights, what's caught on camera is only what we see. You can imagine how many times this happens where the tail is wagging the dog and the media is the ones who are controlling the narrative. And then, of course, the politicians are simply vessels for their multi-billion dollar desires. These are like uh, cockroaches in your kitchen. You're only seeing the really slow, dumb ones. Exactly. That's why I'm friends with them. (laughs) The real real movers. That's Tom. And if you make fun of Tom, my cockroach ever again. Absolutely, though. Yeah. But of course, uh, this is America. And you are entitled uh, to a defense. So uh, Cuomo has Rita Glavin. Uh, She has attempted to undermine the report. She says, quote, they started with the presumption that he had done something terrible. And uh, and then she says, and it went from there. Uh, She also addressed the allegations from a state trooper who was reportedly brought into uh, Cuomo's inner circle. And uh, this woman then said that she was sexually assaulted. Uh, This is what she had to say. She says, I think that the women should be believed and they should be believed and treated fairly. She goes on. I also believe that men should be believed and treated fairly. Mm -hmm. So it's a bit of a uh, he said, she said, of course, in this case, there is currently 11 she's and one he. Andrew Cuomo, Travis, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Disbanding the Working Families Party, disbanding, you know, the Reform Party on the other side in some ways. This dude has made a lot of political enemies. 
And a lot of people are livid. So he's made political enemies and the powerful elite side. And then, of course, the people of New York, some like him. I certainly don't. He's made a lot of people, working class people, extremely upset. Where do his political bedfellows lie now? Mm. I mean, is he is he up, you know, Shit's Creek without a paddle? Because it oh, ain't yes. as funny as that damn show, I'll tell you that much. He's going to find himself <laughs> very isolated. And, I mean, what political future do you think he has, if any? Because I don't think he's like Al Franken. He doesn't have a soul. <laughs> so I think he's, he's going to be like Anthony Weiner. And just keep on coming. What got him in trouble in the first place? Exactly with Wiener. Well, yeah, this reminds and me. Yeah, you, I mean, we saw last week. You know, the writing was on the wall when the big Democrats started calling on him to resign as well. Pretty right. much all of the neighboring Democratic governors from New Jersey, Connecticut, uh, the two New York senators, Schumer and Gillibrand, and then of course uh, Joe Biden eventually weighed in as well and called on him to resign. So you know. That's when, when the establishment is like, hey, man, get out of our way because you're just you're hurting everybody now at this point. Um, that's when the writing is really on the wall. And I would be remiss if I didn't you know, um, acknowledge the fact that this is now the third governor of New York in a row um, mm. to have to step down uh, due to some type of sexual scandal. Elliot Spitzer, of course, right. caught with large amount of sex workers in Ashley um, Dupree, I think it was. And then she had a little small column in the uh, in the New York Post. What was she? Number seven. He was client number seven or something like that. <laughs> right. And the black socks and everything. And he, you know, he Which was just a Roger Stone lie, by the way. <laughs> right. Well, Roger, he likes to have fun with those black <laughs> socks. But, uh, you know, Spitzer stepped down in 2008. David Patterson then took over david patterson then also had yeah. um some uh some scandals uh you know regarding sexual behavior and now you know cuomo got elected in 2010 he has been there for a hot minute so yes he has it's like you said this has been a slow burn on this one but keep in mind when you get that third term i bet you you know and i'm sure the allegations go further back than just the third sure. term but that's when you really start to get that sense of entitlement and that you're mm. invincible. And uh, Lord knows, we, we saw it in full brash display these last few years, especially yes, during did. COVID. Yeah, it was so pathetic. His, his television news conferences, I didn't mind that he was trying to alert the people of New York what was going on, but uh, they didn't need to be an hour. And uh, they certainly didn't need to be every day. And he certainly didn't deserve an Emmy for yes. his uh, performance. <laughs> Although perhaps he did now that I think about it, because he attempted to act like a good person. Um, which I guess is extremely difficult to do for a sociopath like him. I have a question for you guys. Do you think uh, personally watching Andrew Cuomo take so long to resign, seeing everyone telling him just resign, seeing President Biden going, please resign and him going, I don't know if I'm going to resign yet. Well, the only thing that did it was the pending impeachment because he knew he wasn't passing that. So to me, it, it seems like it's a very post Trump political world dude like, i was actually just gonna talk about because that. i mean oh I, yeah. I mean i mean before talk about uh you know the guys running for office uh aleppo you know uh, gary johnson Dear bear all he did was misspeak <laughs> on, on aleppo and he's out oh this it. this guy look what he's getting away with look what trump got away with it's well i'll tell you one thing if i could look at who andrew cuomo voted for in 2020 i have a feeling there was a t uh next mm. to uh that check mark because oh. donald trump gave cover to a lot of horrible Democrats because he was was, was perhaps worse. <laughs> and so they right. could say, oh, well, look at Trump is still worse. 
And that's why everyone in a binary, disgusting world where people just refuse. Again, we talk about this uh, with Ken Burns in the next episode. Uh, you know, the you, you people always talk about the out group and they don't look internal. Mm-hmm. So Dems talk about Republicans. Republicans talk about Dems. Neither of them look at each other and be like, well, number one, we're actually very similar. Number two, we're both scumbags. And number three, why don't we just try to get together and stop this monopolized corporate political rule that we currently find ourselves in. But for Cuomo, Trump was the greatest foil he ever could have asked for. Both New York, Cuomo could be his big tough guy. He could be his tough guy, even though, again, he's the son of a freaking governor. He would get knocked out by a fucking fly. But he got to be a tough guy and he got to stand up to Trump. And then people on the left, much like they did with Michael Avenatti, uh, decided that he was a good person. Right, right. And and I would just add, Ben, that uh, I wonder if both Cuomo brothers voted for a man with the last name that starts with T because CNN, MSNBC, we we all know the media loved him. They still Trump can't get enough. They still can't get enough. And and you know, you guys talked about Chris Cuomo earlier. Ben, you and I watched Chris Cuomo the day this this all broke. Um, you know, the calls oh, to resign last week. Chris Cuomo started the show with this is Cuomo primetime. We're talking COVID. And uh, that was it. That was and they that talked was COVID it. for and the again, rest of the show. COVID is very real. We can have two thoughts in our head. COVID is real. It is a yes. disease. Get your vax. The other thought that is also real is it's a smokescreen by political elites in mm-hmm. order to cover up many, many scandals. Right. And yeah. that's exactly what was on display uh, when Chris Cuomo showed aired. Why not talk about the NSA <laughs> giving $10 billion to Amazon? That would also be a possible lead story, but I guess that would also be messing with the advertising dollars. So the lieutenant governor will now be the governor of New York. That's Kathy Hochul. I believe it's Kathy Hochul. And she does become the first woman to lead the state in its 233-year history. She is a former Democratic congresswoman. Uh, She served as lieutenant governor since 2015. Uh, She will take over from Cuomo until his third four-year term in office ends December 2022. So she is just an interim for now. Uh, Perhaps she'll run. Uh, I have no idea what her Mm -hmm. political ambition is, um, but um, maybe we'll see her on the ballot uh, in 2022, and perhaps she'll carry the mantle for women in power, specifically when it comes to governors of this fine nation of ours. It is interesting that the liberal bastion of New York hasn't had a female governor until Hochul. And the reason that it happened was because the guy couldn't keep his hands in his pocket and his dick in his pants. Right. And reminds me of David Patterson. He was technically the, the first African-American governor of New York State. Again, just because... And Elliot I believe Spencer, he... Wasn't he also... He was blind as well. He was also uh, partially blind. Partially yes. blind. So there were... like So a lot of people were like, hey, okay. You know, that's right. kind of an interesting... represent. That's good for representation of of people who might uh, have some vision impairment and stuff like that. And so we'll see who Hochul touches. Um, <laughs> no staffer is safe when Hochul's around. Is it going to be another lighter to the sun situation, you think, with her too? It doesn't matter what she does wrong because uh, Cuomo was worse. I don't think that she's going to be doing too much. Maybe she does. I don't know. I'm not sure how well she... I, I don't know how, if she's super well-liked, but of course, Albany is extremely corrupt and it's difficult to get anything done so i don't know we'll she's see. hitting the ground uh with corruption rumors already there's already a, a snopes article about how she's not nancy pelosi's cousin or sister or something okay so. well we can move on from new york uh so hokel the new governor of new york as cuomo falls 
Oh, man, just just faster than Charlie Chaplin doing a pratfall. He hit his head, but this ain't a movie, and he is bleeding profusely on the ground, dying politically in front of our eyes. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today speaking of uh, nancy pelosi her uh believe nephew or what's what is it when you marry in stepson stepson step not stepson nephew okay yeah <laughs> governor gavin newsom uh, he's the nephew of, of uh mm. nancy pelosi right? uh, so he has yeah. an upcoming recall it's a recall yeah. election <laughs> no, and uh this the ballots are going to start going out here in california fairly soon a lot of people are pissed off with what he did to small businesses over the pandemic a lot of small businesses feel that they were targeted despite the fact that supermarkets were allowed to stay open and supermarkets turns out were the biggest spreader of the virus that we were all trying to avoid in 2020 and today uh, governor newsom believe it or not wants you to vote no on the recall oh. he wants to you vote no uh, he says no don't don't allow this to go to a vote which just tells you how thin-skinned and scared he is because of his political actions and the anger uh, that he has created uh, across the state of california the resentment is real a lot of people are super pissed now i'm not sure what the options are on the republican side currently mm-hmm. it's caitlin jenner and i think some other psychopath i have no freaking idea but if you're gavin newsom get ready to be recalled because i say vote yes on the recall if he wins he wins mm-hmm Uh, But this needs to happen uh, in order to hold him responsible uh, for his actions. And again, it's just a recall. It's a referendum. If the majority of people agree with what he did, if agree with how he's uh, worked the finances of California, then he'll win again. And he should have nothing to fear. Exactly. Well, and you you nailed it on the head in terms of Democratic governors who use Trump as cover. Gavin Newsom was absolutely another one that he knew he was safe when there was a terrible Republican in the White House. And, you know, I would again, I'd I'd say that um, he acted arrogantly um, and and, and with some type of privilege, if you will. Absolutely. And And now, of course, there's a terrible Republican inside of his ex-wife, Kimberly Guilfoyle. Oh, Lord. (laughs) She's having sex with Donald Trump Jr. So she went from Mm. Newsom to Donald Trump Jr. She's got a taste in scumbags, doesn't she? <laughs> yes. And by the way, the uh, the other possible Republicans to run against Newsom is not just uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Fox News is still trying to prop up somebody. And now they've chosen Larry Elder. Uh, you, may, oh, yes. <laughs> you ever meet him in the green room? I'm not sure. I have was met him Rich, in the green room. Rich I mean, Grinnell and Larry Elder. Rich Grinnell, I think, has a much better chance than Larry right. Elder. Rich Grinnell, he's an openly gay man. He's worked extensively with the State Department. He's traveled all over the world. I met Rich a few times, actually. I like him. He, he was very reasonable and extremely kind. Um, Larry Elder is, um, oh, I don't know, a theocratic psycho who really has nothing but vindictive things to say. And I have no idea what policy he has ever put forth other than calling people cucks and snowflakes. So I don't know. I mean, again, so that's why if you're Newsome, please vote no. No, fuck you, dude. If you can't beat these guys and, right. and, and, and that gal, yeah. then I don't know what the hell to tell you, dude. You don't deserve to be governor. And if you want any indication um, as to how scared Governor Newsom is, 
Guess how much money he has raised for his recall election? Ugh. They call it a war chest. How much do you think it is, Travis? I'm going to go with 200 million. Nope, 47 million. No 47 way. million, you overshot it, which really took the power out of it. When <laughs> okay, I said, for always that. undershoot it, you want to do it again? <laughs> right, okay, we can yeah, keep all of this. Again. Yeah, keep all of this, though, because this is just a Travis Irvine lesson. If someone asks you, how old am I? You shoot you low. Shoot low. Shoot how old low. am I? Tra- how old do I look, Travis? 32. 21. Well, Travis, that was that was too far low. And <laughs> okay. 32, thank you so much for that compliment, Fernando. <laughs> I appreciate that. Travis, what do you think the war chest is for Governor Newsom? $2 million. $47 million, folks. Can you believe that, folks? <laughs> but nonetheless, $47 million. That's how serious he is taking this. And, of course, the Democrats, Nancy Pelosi. I mean, the one thing she knows how to do Let's is raise money. money. Absolutely. So he's got that in droves. But now does he have the support of Californians? And uh, that is really what matters at the end of the day. In a poll conducted by the University of California, Berkeley, and the Los Angeles Times in late uh, July of this year, 36% of the state's registered voters would vote to recall, while 51% would vote to keep him in office. The numbers among likely voters were more evenly divided, with only 47% favoring Newsom's recall and 50% uh, favoring his retention. So we'll see what happens either way. The crazy state that I'm learning about here in California, the one thing that I do have to say is I love the recall process. It's pretty right. cool. It's great. Yeah, we, we thought New York politics was all fascinating. California is a brand new lesson. And I mean, and, you know, keep in mind, they don't just have the whole recall process. They have the whole runoff system, too. So, yes. it's, you know, the top two vote getters in a larger vote will then go down to a final vote. So, you know, and, and, and we'll see if the strategy for Newsom is going to work. Uh, I'm not really happy with his ad campaigns, believe it or not. But what is he spending the $47 million on? I wonder how much Elizabeth Warren got. Elizabeth Warren was seen in a bunch of digital ads and ads on television. Um, she says that the uh, the recall effort, uh, who's behind it? She says Trump Republicans. She says they're coming to grab power in California, abusing the recall process and costing taxpayers millions. Uh, as if Elizabeth Warren particularly cares about that. I don't know. But I just don't, again, uh, I don't know if it is Trump Republicans. I think that's kind of a, I don't know. I mean, there's probably some Trump Republicans, but they weren't going to vote for his ass anyway. I think this was really a lot of people, maybe that voted for Biden. People are, people, you can vote for Biden and vote to recall Newsom. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You can have a Venn diagram of opinions here. And I think, uh, I think you're right though, Ben. I think maybe the Trump people started the the movement and started saying, hey, let's, maybe. let's recall or this the guy. Lincoln, or it could be the Lincoln project. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? But, but now I think a lot of people who did vote for him, who did vote for Biden, a lot of Democrats are in agreement with this recall because they were personally affected. You know, they saw him, well, they and, saw the PPP program be a complete oh. disaster here and you know a, a large swath of uh, the democratic voter base is minority voters um and man look how they were treated in this pandemic you right. know we haven't even begun to scratch the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the devastation exactly that they felt we talk about remote learning like oh well i guess you gotta get on your laptop a lot of people don't have laptops some people, people don't have, have internet. internet yeah exactly so it's we'll see it, i think it's gonna be a surprising eclectic group if you could take a snapshot of a voter line of people voting yes on the recall, I think it will be much more uh, diverse than people 
give it credit for. Absolutely. I mean, you've, you've touched on it before. It's the restaurant associations. It's the small business. And exactly. And you it's know, independent business people just trying to get by. And you talk about the restaurant. I was talking with Eddie about this. Um, I just was over hanging out with my boy Amato at Carmine's in uh, New York. And I love the, I love all the Mexican staff. I don't speak Spanish. So Amato translates for me. He probably says horrible things about me, but I, I you know, I kick him <laughs> money and I've worked in the restaurant business and I've been a bouncer. Uh, my friend, Isidro, I know many people in the restaurant business. Many of them are undocumented and the backbone of this country it's hispanic workers and look who was devastated the most mm -hmm. hispanic workers maybe a business owner can make ends meet but you got to fire everyone right and of course when it comes to the recall who won't be voting the undocumented so once again the marginalized get more marginalized and uh, there's nowhere for them to turn uh, when it comes to support specifically on the macro level such as the governorship and uh, some ways the presidency so again, vote in local elections. That's the only way we're going to get any change in this country because God knows we need it. All right. Well, let's move on just lastly to the uh, infrastructure bill. This is kind of, a, I don't know. I, I actually think this is kind of an interesting bipartisan bill. I'm a little bit surprised. Uh, the bill has passed the Senate. I believe it was, what was it? 60, 62, uh, 30, something like that. Fernando, can you look that up what the infrastructure bill passed by? It was pretty uh, amazing, as a matter of fact, to see the Senate passing this massive bipartisan infrastructure bill. So some of the good things in this bill, let's focus on some positive things. Uh, the deal calls for investing $110 billion bucks in roads, bridges, and major infrastructure projects. Uh, this is something that we've seen. I mean, this is like gas prices or trash in, in New York. Everyone sees mm -hmm. the same things when it comes to the erosion of highways, when it comes to the erosion of infrastructure. I mean, again, look at what happened in Miami with the apartment collapse. I know that's a private structure, but nonetheless, right. uh, the city was in there being like, yo, this isn't very safe. Nothing was done. There was no support for those residents. And it's unfortunate. Even their own board uh, didn't support them. Minnesota, my friend, as I mentioned all the time, that bridge collapse was devastating. A school bus was on the damn thing for crying out loud. So funding for roads and bridges is something we need. It includes a $40 billion for bridge repair, replacement, and rehabilitation. The bill also addresses the lack of like trains and a full mm. like train system in the United States, which you really think we could have fairly <laughs> easily, but the package would provide $39 billion to modernize public transit, uh, that's less than the $49 billion that was contained in the earlier bipartisan bill, uh, but it was initially going to be $85 billion. That's what Biden wanted. He got thirty-nine. Uh, there's also been a broadband upgrade, which is as we were talking about when it comes yes. to marginalized communities, when it comes to poor folks, when it comes to people who literally don't have the extra 300 bucks to spend a month so they can look at cheap porn. This could really help them broadband upgrade. The bill would provide $65 billion in investments to improving the nation's broadband infrastructure. And as far as I'm concerned, at this point, the way that everything has gone mobile and the way that everything has gone virtual, you can't succeed in this society if you don't have the internet. At this point, I mean, what do you think, Travis? Do you see the internet as a utility or a commodity? Oh, my God. I mean, look. It is such a bipartisan issue, whether you're a rural Republican voter out in the country or an inner city urban voter, a Democratic voter. I mean, people need this. This this is something that they've talked about in Ohio, too. It's just a bipartisan issue everywhere you go in this country. We need broadband access. And yep. uh, 
thank goodness it's finally they've done at least <laughs> a, a moved moved a, a meter on this. Yeah, Fernando, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the final tally was sixty nine to thirty. So okay, okay so mm. it, I this that makes me feel good. That yeah, makes, but that's what I'm saying. It was a big. Yeah. It was a landslide. Um, I definitely think the internet is a utility. Uh, okay. There's there's absolutely no way that uh, current society would exist without the I internet. Agree. And uh, you know everything that all education, all medical fields, everything's based on the internet. So there's yeah. no way that we could remove that from society at this I point. I agree. Now, will it be seen as a utility? Uh, probably not. It being that uh, our friend just went to hear the head of Nestle speak, and he now considers water a commodity. Exactly. So we can't even have water now be a utility, which is the thing, not sure if you know this, that keeps us all alive. Next thing you know, it'll be oxygen, and we will be living in the movie Total Recall. Or uh, Spaceballs. <laughs> or space. Oh, I'd rather be in Spaceballs. Yeah. Um, but but there was also some attacks on the internet in this build bin. Okay, with, with their cryptocurrency. I'm gonna get to that in one second, Travis. Fernando yes. is chomping at the bit to talk crypto, so I, I'm going to have to like pretend I know what he's talking about. Um, <laughs> also, with electric vehicles, there's $7.5 billion in investing in zero to low emission vehicles, and then there's also $65 million to rebuild the electric grid, which, as we've seen, uh, right. desperately needs to be rebuilt mm-hmm. yes. and protected because it seems as if groups that want to hack it do it <laughs> fairly easily. So, all right, there's also a $21 billion uh, investment to clean up Superfund and brownfield sites and reclaim abandoned mine lands and cap orphaned gas wells. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about Crypto Fernando. Inform me, the audience, and the world. Well, basically, uh, they need money to pay for all this, Ben. Yes. And where are we going to get this money? So I don't know. They had a great idea. Why don't my, we... My wallet? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's been so far. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what they decided. They decided they were going to tax cryptocurrency. So, oh, okay. So the, the thing is that there was a lot... Immediately, the cryptocurrency community immediately went against this because yeah. of the, the language that they used. Basically, they used a very broad language to describe different facets of cryptocurrency and how it's acquired. Okay. So at the po- uh, where it is now, the only way... If you want to get involved in cryptocurrency with your American dollar, you have to go through a process called KYC. Know your customer. Know your customer. Right. So basically, if you want to go to a bank and get a bank account, they have to know who you are. You have to have a social security number. You have to have your identity. Sure. So uh, uh, now if you want to, if currently the existing system, if you want to change US dollar or European euros, whatever, into Bitcoin, you have to have some sort of bridge that connects those two. And that's also how you pay taxes on it. So say you you sold over $10,000 of, of Bitcoin, things like that. Yeah. You can pay the proper amount of taxes on it. But don't you pay taxes when you cash it in anyway? Well, technically, you, at the, in American, American law, the way it works is you only pay taxes when you sell it back to U.S. dollar. Okay. So basically buying cryptocurrency, not a tax event. Selling cryptocurrency back for money, it's a tax event. But don't you inevitably have to sell it back? I'm again I I apologize. I'm completely ignorant. No, these are no, uh, these are really these just, don't you inevitably have to buy it back to convert it back to the dollar so then you can spend it. If you wanted to spend it as a dollar, and this is where the changes of to the infrastructure bill were coming in. Okay. So basically what was proposed in the language was that anyone involved in cryptocurrency would have to do KYC. So normally, like I said, like I said, so you earlier, have to go to a broker to do a crypto transaction. Exactly. Or if, if you say you're mining it at home using your computer, even though you aren't changing it to U.S. dollar, 
they're asking that you would have to do KYC, that you would have to do the process of verification. So would that be like a Zoom call with Chase Bank? That's exactly the question. What would that involve? If the government now says that you have to have KYC, you have to know your customer for any sort of cryptocurrency interaction, that would be very dangerous because it basically goes against the decentralization of cryptocurrency, the decentralization that it's meant to to enforce decentralized finance. What do you wow. think about all that, Travis? That just seems so. The Ugh. government is basically seeing people make money and they're livid, and they're yeah, like, "We exactly. better get some of that." Exactly. Exactly. I mean, we touched on it earlier. I mean, they could have saved ten billion dollars by not giving it to Amazon. Exactly. Yes, Amazon. <laughs> uh, I mean, all the corporations who are paying zero dollars in taxes, all the billionaires who run these corporations who are paying zero dollars in taxes, like you, Ben. I'm against normal people having to pay more in taxes, but. Once again, <laughs> all the posturing and everything that gets done in Washington, they've come together on a bill that is, in theory, very good infrastructure, very needed uh, improvements for the American people. But they've done it at the cost <laughs> of people who are trying to expand uh, the economic and financial world through cryptocurrency, which is a brand new thing that I guarantee okay. the people in Washington just want to control. Do you think... For you, Fernando, you're a senator. Would this be a poison pill? Would you just, I can't support this bill because of that? Is it that significant, do you think? Uh, it was. To a lot of senators, that was specifically it. It was a, this is immediately a no. Because again, it's just more government overreach. If, right. if you're familiar with the technology, if you understand the point of blockchain technology and cryptocurrency and decentralized finance, this is a complete attack on it. It's an affront mm. to it. All right. Well, speaking of wasting money, the Senate Armed Services Committee uh, has voted to boost the budget top line for the National Defense Authorization Act uh, by $25 billion. That's why when people argue about the infrastructure bill, but then at the same time send another $25 billion <laughs> over to the Pentagon, it's pretty amazing. Uh, so that now brings up President Joe Biden's, it was initially $715 billion that he wanted to spend. And now it'll be $740 billion, oh, the wow. vote drew support from Democrats uh, and Republicans, of course. Uh, the vote was announced Thursday by Senator Tim Kaine. Uh, thank <laughs> you for nothing, by the way. One of the worst vice, vice <laughs> Tim Kaine and Sarah Palin. Good Lord. Talk about horrible VP choices. And Stockdale, of course. Oh, but he spoke Spanish. Yes. And he played guitar. Everyone <laughs> loves folk music. From Obama to Tim Kaine playing the guitar. Good grief. That nice. So talk about this. Well, the base Pentagon budget request was $715 billion. Uh, it now comes out, if you include the Department of Energy funding, uh, and again, that's for nuclear activities, it now comes out to $753 billion. <sighs> so the Pentagon was literally like, we'll take 715 And then the Tim Kaines of the world said, you know what? You don't have enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> 25 well, yeah. billion more. And that, again, doesn't even count the Department of Energy, which is uh, one of the most powerful departments in the world. They control the Bob. Absolutely. I think I remember us talking about this a few months ago. I mean, the 740 billion is exactly uh, what I think Biden originally wanted. It is more than Trump's uh, defense budget last year. It is less than what Republicans like 
ham and biscuits, Lindsey Graham, which ham by biscuits, the way, best, best birthday present ever. Thank you, Lindsey Graham, for getting COVID on my birthday last week. <laughs> well, let's ham not praise the biscuits. Wow. <laughs> he couldn't even taste his ham and biscuits. <laughs> he can't taste a lot of things. But uh, again, the Republicans wanted even more money for the, the defense budget. So again, America, we got to look at what we're doing. $740 billion taxpayer dollars. Um, and, and Lord knows what what they're spending it on because we haven't audited the Pentagon successfully in almost 30 years. Wow. They did do it 30 years ago, though. It, 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 I, I, was, I, I thought it was never. I, I think there hasn't been uh, an independent audit on the Pentagon. I think they were doing their own books there for a oh, while. Oh, I see. That's great. That's like when I do a self-assessment of my own diet. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I think I did pretty good. I switched to vodka. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when it comes to uh, this legislation, Senator Leahy and obviously, uh, of course, uh, Patrick Leahy's out of Vermont and Senator Bernie Sanders, both out of Vermont, uh, voted yes on this. Bernie Sanders touted the bill's key provisions, uh, including an expansion of Medicare, robust investment into affordable housing, universal pre-K, two years of free community college and ambitious steps uh, to combat climate change. This is what he had to say. He says, at a time when California is on fire, when Oregon is on fire, when Greece is burning, and when countries throughout the world are experiencing unprecedented drought, this legislation begins the process of combating climate change so our kids and grandchildren can live in a country and a planet which is healthy and habitable. He goes on to say, it would be immoral and an absolute dereliction of our responsibilities as elected officials to do anything less and again the 10 billion dollars that was just given to amazon if you think that the that company gives a flying crap about our environment and you are completely wrong oh, nope. because they are already going to space and elon musk wants to put a billboard in space isn't that fun <laughs> just what we need grimes a billboard advertising her album from yeah, the fucking space, in space. <laughs> anyway so the u.s senate again it passed a one trillion dollar infrastructure bill it was 69 to 30 overwhelming bipartisan support i uh i think it's a good thing i think it's a good thing in 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 all other than that crypto thing which seems absolutely that's a whole nother thing they're trying to take my gains ben yeah oh, i don't appreciate no. that <laughs> i don't appreciate that whatsoever and this is again why you know we're just constantly over a barrel hoping to get spanked and not penetrated that's the best we can do is just get a little red bottom <laughs> ham and biscuits ham and biscuits y'all all right, everyone. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Fernando, anything else? Um, You know, pay attention to what those politicians are doing, Ben, because they're there doing stuff behind the oh, scenes. Also, I want to give a shout out to somebody. She tweeted at me, and I'm so proud of her. Yay. Um, she is running for, I believe, a, a school board, which again, talk about local school boards. Travis, you can attest to this. School boards are very powerful. They are very powerful. Uh, this is Sarah at Bunny Tea Party. Um, this is what she had to say. She's very, very fun, by the way. Uh, Bunny Tea Party is not a reference to the tea party. She's like a super cool, fun, witchy chick. Um, she sent me a tweet that said, Real talk, today I picked up my paperwork to run for Banger School Committee. And a big reason I feel like I can do this is because of Ben Kissel and the years of Abe Lincoln's Top Hat that I've consumed. Thank you for encouraging all of us to run. Hail yourself. Thank you for running, Sarah. And uh, I know you'll do some great things. Yes. If elected. And of course, if you're not, that's okay because it's about running and uh, get on that school board if you can. Fight your best fight. 
And I, of course, got contacted by Alyssa Mayhouse uh, out of Cincinnati, Ohio. She will be running. Ben, you may remember a couple of weeks ago, uh, back in, uh, well, a couple months ago, back in July, we read the cell phone number of Bill Seitz. Yes. Terrible representative who yelled at uh, the women. He's so terrible. And Alyssa Mayhouse, congratulations. She is stepping up to run against Bill Seitz next year, 2022, for state rep. So uh, check her out at Mayhouse for Ohio. She just announced while we were on break and, uh, I am very excited to see that people are stepping up. That's all it is. Just get out there yeah. and run, folks. Yeah, tell them what you believe in. And also, if you're running against someone like Sites, you can, that'll be fun. <laughs> that'll be a fun Just one. Just point out what a douchebag he is. That's all he does. <laughs> exactly. You don't got to lie when we're dealing with people like him. You just <laughs> right. tell the truth. And they'll be like, that's yeah. a slam, man. He's like, that's your life, dude. <laughs> um, all right, everyone. Well, thank you all so much for listening again this Friday. Make sure to check out our conversation with Ken Burns and check out the Muhammad Ali documentary. It'll be September 19th on PBS. Okay. Thank you all so much for listening. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.